My name is Jamie Atkinson, founder of podcastclosing.com, and this show is built for six and seven figure entrepreneurs with podcasts who are looking to grow and scale their customer acquisition using that show. If you're a six or a seven figure entrepreneur with a podcast and you want to get featured on this show to talk about your own podcast journey, go to top100interview.com. Now over to your glamorous host, Brittany Chaterbock, and don't forget to subscribe for daily interview content. Welcome back. Brittany here today. We have a super exciting guest coming on the show. Erica Rooney. She is an executive coach, consultant, and chief of people officer. She's also the host of From Now to Next podcast. Erica, it's a pleasure having you on today. How's it going? Oh, it's going great, Brittany. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, absolutely. It's a pleasure. So, you know, Erica, before we really jump into the interview and and some questions, let's talk a little bit about your past. Like what brought you to where you are today? Um, Tell us a bit of your story. Yeah. So my story is really rooted in my why, which I know a lot of people talk about Simon Sinek and they always say like, what is your why? But that is truly where mine begins because I always knew that I loved to help people but I had absolutely no idea what that meant. And I thought that it meant I needed to be a nurse because my mother was a nurse, my grandmother was a nurse, but I really did not like blood and guts. So that didn't last long. And I ended up in physical fitness and I was super passionate about that because I was helping people reach their health and fitness goals. But I also have a very strong growth mindset and in the fitness world, you can't go that high, you know, like you just, you kind of tap out unless you're going to be Oprah Winfrey's personal trainer, you're going to tap out. So I very quickly hit a wall and I felt this turmoil in my soul that was like, what the heck am I going to do next? And that's kind of how I transitioned into HR and very quickly climbed the corporate ladder into the C-suite. I'm now, as you said, a chief people officer. And I love that. But when you are at a C-level you are managing strategy. You are managing EBITDA. You're managing, you know, revenue. You're not helping people on that individual basis. And that's kind of when I jumped in and I really started doing the executive coaching and HR consulting. And I started my podcast because I was missing that one-on-one connection. So now that I have this podcast, I get to connect with other executive women who tell their stories. I call them sticky floor stories because I truly believe that in... We need to be looking down at our own sticky floors to bust through the glass ceiling. So when we clean up our own sticky floors, our limiting beliefs like imposter syndrome and perfectionism and toxic behaviors and relationships, we can accomplish anything that we want to. And that's kind of what I get to do with my coaching and consulting business and my podcast. Incredible. Well, thank you for sharing that. You know, I I hear so many stories with the the entrepreneurs who come on, you know, who also go from corporate to taking that leap of faith and becoming an entrepreneur, which is huge. So I always love when they, they tell their stories, right? So, um, so many people are afraid to like leave what's comfortable and what is, I guess, uh, a stable income coming in and not knowing what, what will happen if they go down this entrepreneur, um, path. So, just taking that leap of faith and um, diving in is is great to hear everyone's stories because um, very relatable to the people listening who are also entrepreneurs or yeah. thinking about, you know, taking that leap of faith. So, yeah, well, it's very scary, you know, because it's like, well, who's going to trust me to be an entrepreneur? Who's going to, mm-hmm. who am I, you know, but again, that's a sticky floor, right? 
So you really have to put that faith in yourself and believe in yourself that, you know, everything that you have done in the past leads to your credibility here. Right. But it's, it's a, it's a gamble, you know, for sure. Yeah. So Erica, tell us a bit about where you're, I, I, we realize where you are right now, but what is your focus in the business right now? What's your, your biggest focus and desire? Yeah. So my biggest desire, and this is kind of where I'm really putting all of my energy as we close out Q4 and go into Q1 of 2023 is focusing on taking this uh, podcast and the stories that I'm learning there and putting it also into keynote speaking and really engaging in corporate keynote speaking events across the country, across the globe, um, and diving kind of into that realm. And then again, using the podcast, taking everything that I'm getting from the podcast and throwing all of that into a book and kind of getting into the book writing process as well. Amazing. That's exciting. And you have you ever written a book before or would this be the first time? This will be the first true like book book. I like it. That's so exciting. Oh my goodness. So tell me, I know we touched on the podcast a little bit, but what were your intentions? Um, I guess if you can dive a little deeper in your intentions behind it and you know, what are some of the biggest challenges you've, you've faced with it so far? Because I know people listening also have a podcast or are thinking about starting one. And I think some of these challenges will be relatable. Yeah. So my whole intention behind starting the podcast was I wanted to connect like-minded women. It is very lonely as an executive level woman, especially like executive moms who are in those positions because we are a hundred percent going against what society tells us we can do, right? You cannot be a good mom and a good executive at the same time. You are failing somewhere. That is the message that we get, right? So then we constantly feel like we have to take on all of these things and do all of these things. And we never feel like we're doing a good job, right? And that is how I felt as an executive mom. And I, I felt so alone in that. And I was like, I can't be the only one, you know, and I wanted to talk with other women because social media is all rainbows and butterflies. It's all the promotions. It's all, you know, the exciting conferences that we're going to and the great things. We don't talk about how I had to stop breastfeeding my daughter at seven months old because I had to travel to France for two weeks. Right. We don't talk about how I had to miss my son's baseball game because I had a client in town. We don't talk about those hard things, but I wanted to get other women talk with them share their sticky floor stories, right? And where are they running into these challenges in corporate America as executive women and share it out with everybody else? Because when we share our own stories like that, it makes it so that other people can share their stories too. So that was really kind of my premises behind it. And it was so interesting because I wasn't sure if it was going to resonate with other women at first, you know, I had this just fear of like, it's just me. It's just me. Nobody's going to, but every woman that I reached out to and I said, does this resonate? They were like, oh my God, I've got a story for you. And everyone has that story, you know, no matter what it is. And you don't have to be a mom to have these stories, right? It could be how you never asked for enough money when you started in, in a role. And now you're always $20,000 behind your male counterparts. You know, Mm -hmm. it's not applying for the job because you didn't meet all the qualifications 
when the man next to you had zero qualifications, but got it because he applied, you know, like as women, we walk through the world so differently because we have been conditioned since birth to think differently, to act differently. It's just, it's wild. So it's been so much fun sharing those stories with everybody and hearing other people's stories because it just gives you that moment to say, you know what? Me too. And that's okay. And if she did it, so can I. Exactly. And sharing these stories, you know, it gives people an idea that they're not alone, right? You know, okay. I'm not the only one going through this, which is, which is super important, you know? Yeah. I had an amazing story with a woman named Kelsey who crazy smart. She has six collegiate level degrees, right? She ran her own center for autism for children, Um, but had been in an abusive relationship for eight years, like domestically violent, abusive relationship. And she talked about her decision to finally leave that relationship. And since then her life has taken off, like, believe it or not, she's actually become a TikTok star and I know she has 2 million followers on TikTok. And now she's met the man of her dreams and is married, has a wonderful family. And it's like, wow, you can get out of that and like change your life. Like we can do anything. Exactly. But like, we have, we have no idea how much, like how powerful we really are as women. Right. And, uh, you know, I think just getting the same people on the show or, or with different stories, of course, and sharing that with the world is huge. The impact that it's going to make. Um, so I love that you're doing that. It's incredible. So yeah, tell you. me a little bit, Yeah, of course. Tell me a little bit about how you find these guests. Like, um, do you do, you know, be a guest, find a guest on Facebook? Do you join the groups? How do you go about finding these guests? Yeah. Since, since my target audience is mainly a lot of executive type women or entrepreneurial women, I do a lot of deep diving on LinkedIn to find women from different backgrounds, you know, who are at a certain level. And that's kind of, that's where I start. I'm also a member of the organization Chief, which is an executive level organization for women um, in leadership positions. And we aim to bring more women along with us. And so I have that platform of which I can dig through as well, but really all social platforms. And I, I target it. I haven't really done the find a guest thing yet because (laughs) I'm trying to be very intentional in targeting specific people like Kelsey. She has 2 million Mm -hmm. followers. I'm one of them on TikTok. I targeted her and I was like, listen, I think this really aligns with your mission of empowering women. Do you want to be a guest? And that's how I've been able to recruit. Yeah. Yeah. And it's great that you're crystal clear on who it is you want to bring on the show. You know, I think that's so important because, you know, there's a lot of people who apply to get on shows and want to be on your show, but we just don't have all the time in the day to like go ahead and take everyone on. I think it's very important to be clear with who it is that's going to add value and what kind of value you're looking to add to the, the listeners. Right. So yeah. That's and great. in the beginning, I will tell you in the very beginning, I had some guests on my show and I did some recordings that I don't know that I would have done today. You know, right. but it was the beginning. I was just getting started out. I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. I'll take anybody. Exactly. And you're not alone there. Um, yeah. That that happens all the time. That's happened on my show too. So <laughs> I totally resonate with that. Um, so tell me a bit about, you know, how the podcast aff- affects your business. It is such a credibility builder 
You know what I mean? To be out there connecting with these women, talking about the topics, it gives every single person a flavor for what it's like to work with me one-on-one, you know? Right. And I think that is, (laughs) excuse me, such a powerful driver that they don't question what they're getting into, you know, and they don't have any hesitation in signing a, you know, big dollar deal with me because they know who they're getting. And I try to be very real about who I am on Instagram, who I am on LinkedIn, what I stand for so that people know, you know, and I think that it's such a good way to get your ideal client as well. I agree. Um, like many people who's, who've come on as guests have mentioned, like, you know, there's people who I guess have been listening to my podcast for years. And then they end up like later down the road as clients. And they're like, Oh, I've been listening to your podcast for two, three years. Then you had no idea. Right. But the impact you're making, and it's almost starting a relationship before even meeting the person, you know, it builds trust. They, They get to know who you are, you know? So I think that's podcasts are so important for that. You know, they later down the road, you don't know who's going to come and who's going to want to work with you, you know? So it builds that authority and, um, trust too. Right. So, yeah. And I think too, there are so many, if you are in the executive coaching business, there are so many people out there. If that doesn't mean the market's oversaturated, but not everybody is going to be your cup of tea, you know, and I don't want to sign a a big dollar deal with somebody who I'm not going to get along with, or who's not going to see, eye to eye with me or not believe in a lot of the things that I believe in. You know, I'm at a point in my career and in my business where I don't need to take people that I don't want to work with and that I don't jive with, you know, and I shouldn't have to, you know, absolutely not. Yeah. It's important to find that fit, right? A good fit for you, a good fit for them. And, you know, if they're not aligned with your values and vision, then what's the point? Absolutely. Yeah. So Erica, tell me a little bit about, um, with your process. So do people who come on as guests often, I know that they're executives and stuff like that, like with people joining your programs, um, like tell me about your client acquisition. Do a lot of them come from listening to the podcast or as guests, or I'm sure there's many other ways that you, you get clients, of course, but tell me a bit about the client acquisition. Yeah. So I think the podcast helps, but I think a lot of it comes from word of mouth. You know, so people say, Hey, listen, they do. They're like, okay, let me listen a little more. And then they tend to follow, then they tend to follow me on my other platforms. Then they tend to follow me on LinkedIn. They tend to follow me on Instagram. They get a little bit more of a flavor of who I am as a person, not just what I'm saying on the podcast. And then they kind of reach out, you know, sometimes they may join my free programs or ask, you know, and I connect with people one-on-one all the time on LinkedIn. And, you know, I'll chat with them and then, you know, slowly start to learn a bit more about them, get them involved. And then, you know, we kind of close the deal and bring them in. Love it. So that relationship, right. And what is, what would you say one of your biggest pain points is with, you know, getting those clients, getting those customers? Sorry. I know worries. Oh, one of the biggest pain points is gosh, I think people think it's going to be easy work. 
you know, and when, and they hear what I talk about on the podcast and none of it's easy, you know, when you are really trying to dig down deep and do the work, you know, none of it is easy, but that's what you're paying for is to have that person be alongside of you through the difficult and challenging journey. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's, it's tough when they, yeah, it's, there's no easy road. Right. So yeah, they've got to, it's, it's hard. And there's no guarantees. Was, there's right. no guarantees. I can give you the roadmap that I had for success mm-hmm. and you may not follow it to a T. I don't know. Or you may follow it to a T and it may not work mm-hmm. in your circumstance or the time or anything like that, you know? Yeah. So yeah. it's all circumstantial. Absolutely. So what would you say you hate about coaching in 2022? Anything in particular? (laughs) What do I hate about coaching? Mm. Honestly, I think a lot of it is the fact, and this is going to sound very like feminist of me, but like the patriarchy and what we can't control, you know, like there are things that just suck about being a woman in corporate America you know? And I can't change that. People can't change that. You know, you can only change your circumstances. And I really think that it is very shitty that there are just some good old boy club men out there that still operate in that way. And I can be your coach and be your advocate, but I can't change that. Right. Yeah. I agree with that. Um, it's difficult (laughs) for us women for sure. And yeah, Going back, I, had a, I know. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. I was going to say, I had no. a LinkedIn post the other day. I was talking with another client of mine um, because I, I put a lot of female empowerment posts out there. And I had one where I had literally gotten hit on by like three guys on LinkedIn in one week, like just random messages, you know? And I'm like, Ugh, this is on not LinkedIn, this like, come on. LinkedIn, not even Facebook, <laughs> not even Instagram. Like you're trying to slide into my DMs on LinkedIn, on LinkedIn? you know? <laughs> I I haven't heard that yet. Like that's okay. So girl, I put a poll out there and I was like, I need to know who else gets hit hit on, on LinkedIn. And I was like, and I need to know if you're a man or you're a woman or you're non-binary, like put it up there. And I got so many men who reached out after the fact, and they were like, I can't believe that happens. And I was like all the time. I had no idea that that's, that's crazy. Like what is this (laughs) world coming to? (laughs) <laughs> people, people are desperate. I don't know. <laughs> Not enough platforms already out there for, you know, h- Tinder and this and that. Oh my gosh. I guess they know I got a good job, you know? <laughs> there we go. There we go. <laughs> That's too funny. So, you know, tell me a bit about how you monetize your podcast or do you? So I am still, the way I consider monetization is by getting my clients through there right now. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I don't have paid ads. Um, I don't know if I'll do that. Maybe I will one day, but right now mm-hmm. I'm really considering it from an acquisition of like how my clients come to me through there. But, right. Absolutely. Or, awesome. you know, one thing, one thing that I'm planning on doing in the near future is launching like an ebook or a, tr- a digital training through my podcast and advertising right. it on there. So I'll be able to see the monetization driven, you know, towards my profits on it's- those two products. Yeah, exactly. And that, I just had a guest on before you who does exactly that with the eBooks. So that's not a bad idea. Right. So 
Um, you know, based on where you are today, I, I often ask this on uh, my interviews just because to see the different compare the answers right, or what people think. Yeah. Based on where you are today, if you wanted to double uh, your profit and revenue, we know getting to the next level, there's always a, like a new devil, right? Another challenge. Yeah. What would you think would um, be the new challenge or what would you have to change if you were to double both profit and revenue? Oh, if I were to double profit and revenue, I would need to rethink my business model a little bit as it relates to how I do coaching, mm-hmm. because there's only so much of Erica time to go around. So that would be step one. And I think from a podcast standpoint, I need to be partnering with a lot more other podcasts. I need to be getting my face out there a lot more advertising for it a lot more and like really doubling down on those efforts. Yeah. And that's what I, this is the same answer I get from a lot of people. So you're not alone there at all. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's tough when you think about it that way sometimes like, okay, so should I change the way I'm doing business already? Or do I like double my team? Do I outsource, you know? So, so many different ways to go about it, but I just like to ask every single time because it's interesting to see the different answers. Right. So, so I think a little bit, sorry, I was going to say, I think a little bit about it and like compound interest, right? So like if you start saving for your 401k, when you're 18, 10 years down the road, you have a lot more money. Same with with revenue. So it's kind of like strategically thinking about you know, where do I want to put all my advertising, my efforts? Do I need to sprinkle it around everywhere? Or do I need to like waterfall? So I saturate one market, you know, so kind of really. Oh, exactly. Yeah, exactly. And I wanted to kind of bring up, um, I know this is going kind of way back to the beginning and a little bit about your journey, but how did you, um, become success? Like, how did you juggle, you know, working full time and becoming successful with the podcast? So this is going to be an answer you are not going to expect. Oh, but okay. it is. Yeah, it's it's what <laughs> I attribute. It's what I attribute to it, and it's that I quit drinking. I stopped drinking alcohol. I love that you said that because, oh my gosh, it's, it's hilarious. <laughs> because I actually, I mean, I never had um, problems with alcohol, but yeah, I took the last month off from drinking mm-hmm. and podcasting has been like, I've gotten so much more done. I've focused way better. I've like, I got my shit done. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, holy you, cow, I didn't realize how much it was affecting, like what I was doing. Right. So the amount of time in the day, the amount of mental clarity, right. The amount mm-hmm. of effort that I feel like it takes my brain. Like people ask me all the time, how do I do it? And I'm like, no, that is really the biggest thing that's changed. And it's, you know, mind boggling. That's why I said, I'm going to give you an answer that you're not going to expect. No, I love that answer. I love that answer because I already know people might never say it, but that's a huge thing that if they just, I'm going to tell you the truth, girl. (laughs) Yeah. I I appreciate that. And like, if they just cut that, the changes that could be made are like huge. I would challenge anybody to do what you did. Give it up for 30 days. Just see how you feel. See, measure your productivity, right? see what happens. Yeah, exactly. Take a look and see if there's any changes that's been made. If like how many improvements you made, that's a good challenge. 
I like well, that. I challenge, <laughs> I challenge all of my coaching clients to do that. If they're drinkers in any kind of form, I'm like, yeah. I'm just, just try it. Yeah. See what happens. Oh, I love yeah. that. So I, you, you are an inspiration. So I am wondering, you know, from where you came from and to where you are today, were there any mentors, any mentor inspiration that really, really stood out to you that you can share with the listeners? Yeah. So I had in my HR journey, I had one true, and I won't even call him a mentor. I'll call him an advocate, right? Like he was a true advocate for putting me in the room when I needed to be in the room. His name's Andy Parker. Um, Mm -hmm. He was my VP of legal and HR, but he would put me in the room when I needed to be in the room. He would challenge me when I needed to be challenged. He taught me to think strategically, you know, not just think about the next move, but to really think like six moves ahead. Um, And it was just so nice to have somebody do that for me. You know, I never had someone challenge me in that way and support me in that way and and kind of get me to look at the world a little differently. So I really attribute a lot of my growth and success to him. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, you know, it's always good to have, you know, that nice, um, not, it doesn't have to be like a nice mentor, a nice, um, person helping you grow, but the real ones who are going to be real with you instead of just nice. Right. So to have someone that's real and is going to tell you, you know, challenge you and, and try to help you grow are the ones that I think make the biggest impact. So instead yeah, of just being, absolutely. Nice, you know, <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So Erica, you know, I know that we're getting to the end of the episode and I really want to make sure that if there's anything you want to share uh, about your business and how you can help anyone listening, if you want to go ahead and just talk about that and then let them know how the best way to connect with you would be um, just to make sure that we, you know, dive into that before jumping off. Yeah. So if you're interested in listening to the podcast from now to next, we are on Apple music, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts, you can subscribe and listen. Um, I am on Instagram uh, with my handle from now to next. You can find me on LinkedIn. That is where I am the most active. And if you're just curious and you want to have a conversation, I talk to anyone on LinkedIn because I truly believe in the power of networking. If coaching and consulting is not for you right now, that's okay. There's a lot of other things that I just talk about that are really pertinent in anyone who is working or trying to start their own business. Um, So I definitely encourage you to follow me, reach out if you are excited about female empowerment and you want to have more women in leadership like I do, and you believe in pay equity, give me a follow. I share a ton of information about that. Um, You can also find me on Facebook from now to next as well, but definitely hit me up on my podcast, hit me up on LinkedIn. I will be super happy to connect. Amazing. Well, Erica, thank you so much for coming on today and sharing that valuable insight with my listeners. That's truly what I'm looking for on my show. So I appreciate it. And I'm excited to hear about your journey as um, you continue what you're doing. And I hope to get you on again in the future. Yeah, thank you. Absolutely. Group, if you're listening and enjoyed, please like and subscribe. If you're a six-figure or higher entrepreneur and want to come on just like lovely Erica did today, please go to top100interview.com and fill out an application. We'd love to have you on as well. Thanks, everybody. See you on the next one. 
Hey everyone, I hope you really enjoyed that episode. As always, if you want to listen to more daily interview content, make sure you subscribe. And here's three ways I can help you in your business for free. One, check out my video on how we're building a pipeline that produces 30 plus prime sales calls every single week using podcast setters and a basic interview funnel. And this is actually how I was able to quit social media forever. You can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash setters. Two, if you're a six or a seven figure entrepreneur with a podcast, we actually want to interview you on one of our top 100 shows. Head to top100interview.com and then three, download our podcast closing formula. It shows you how to create a podcast sales team that books out your sales calendar each week using the podcast closing client attraction method. And you can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash podcast formula. Now at podcastclosing.com, we help six and seven figure entrepreneurs with podcasts create a system for predictable client acquisition without relying on paid advertising or social media by building out podcast sales teams. Now, if you want help turning your podcast into a high ticket client acquisition machine, then book a call with our team to see how we can help. Go to podcastrebels.com forward slash chat. All right, guys, we'll see you in the next interview.